everyone. Yes, it is me. I have been gone living the horn swaggled life, unpacking the life that um, I introduced to you guys back in, wow, I think 2020, January 2020. It is October 19th, 2021, and I am picking up this podcast again. A wiser, a more experienced, battle-hardened, narcissistic abuse survivor. And I had no idea when I first started this podcast, I only got to do a couple episodes, um, what I was actually going to be going through emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, And I have been really felt, I've been felt called to Um, continue my podcast now that I have more experience and um, more to say. Everything was so new to me when I first started recording this podcast. And then the more I lived it, more I lived it, and the more I lived it, I didn't know where to begin. Where do you begin telling a story of lies to an audience you don't even know where to begin. If you spend all of your time going back to the origin, I was living it out in the present too. So trying to podcast about something that has happened the majority of your life and then it's you were still going through it, um, it was really hard for me to figure out how to produce something like that. So I am back now that I have almost two years under my belt and um, I have had to change my internet name from Raina to Ha Raina because uh, my mom, my um, abuser, knew that I podcasted and she tracked me down and started listening to my life for whatever podcast because I've also do gaming podcasts and entertainment podcasts. I love to podcast and I've been doing it for almost 10 years now. So she knew how to find me and where to find me because when she, when I was still involved, like in part of, she was part of my life, she knew I podcasted and I didn't feel like I had to keep any part of my life quiet. But now um, I'm going to try to catch you up the best I can, just an overview. And I'm going to try to do a mixed style show where if we, we get down in the nitty gritty of facts and terminology and stuff like that, I will have a more um, orderly outline show. And then when I'm sitting in my van, like I am right now, and waiting for my kids because I homeschool, but I also, they have extracurricular activities that they do as part of a homeschool partnership. So um, I have hour, like an hour here and an hour there. And I thought I could totally be um, putting that hour to good use and Um, That's what I'm going to do. So you'll notice the difference in shows. Some will be orderly and um, that will be in my uh, recorded in my chick cave at my computer. And then some will be on the fly, no order and just authentic and off the cuff. And that's where we're at right now. So that's what we're going to do because I don't know how to unpack everything I've had to go to go through, but I'm going to tell you where I'm at right now. So when I started the show, I was just found out, uh, like, I was only a couple months in. So I would have to say, and at the very end of 2019, 
right around the fall. I knew at Thanksgiving and I knew at Christmas um, that my mom was a covert narcissist, but my husband and I and my sister didn't really know how to start weaning her out of my life where my sister cannot wean her out of her life at this point right now. She literally lives in the same mobile home park as her. She lives like two mobile homes down from her and she is in thick. My mom, our abuser, had her monetarily trapped where she had never had that power over me. And, um, so she has monetary ties to my sister's home and monetary ties to my sister's vehicle. So my sister cannot go no contact at this point. I successfully, um, took the lemons that COVID gave all of us, um, at the end, um, of 2019, I started hearing rumblings about it on the internet hitting China And then by 2020, it was something we all really knew about around springtime-ish. So I, thankfully, the lemons that came with that, I helped launch me further away from my mom because I could legitimately hide behind the um, umbrella of coronavirus and be like, no, I can't, I'm not, um, coming over. You can't come over. You can't just show up. We're in a pandemic. You can't do that. So that was super helpful. If I had to find a blessing during the storm, um, that was it. And that allowed my husband and my two kids and I to feel what it feels like to live a life of our own because we did not know that, My mom had her claws so deep into my life in every arena, every area. She was secretly for years trying her best to sever ties behind my back with friends, with family, and then even my husband. We start to find out now that we knew what um, a little creepy gremlin a covert narcissist can be, we now know we, (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, when you find out you've been hornswoggled, you find out, you know, that the jig is up, you start going back through your life and you look through every thread, every page with a fine tooth comb, with a microscope, with a little magnifying glass, you reevaluate everything that has ever ended in your life. You reevaluate boyfriends, girlfriends, relationships, um, breakups with your significant other. You reevaluate like work relationships, church, if you go to church, school, your job, um, everything. You reevaluate every bump in the road and you now look at it with a fresh pair of eyes and go, huh, was that me or was that the covert narcissist? severing ties, burning bridges, stabbing me in the back. And I had no idea, right? So that's where I'm at. Um, now it's going on two years. So I went through all of 2020, no contact. And now I'm into October of 2021. Now, when I say no contact, that means I literally haven't reached out to my mom, but don't you think for one minute when you go no contact, 
that it's as simple as that. I don't, I live 15 minutes away from where she lives. My husband and I own our own home. We pay our own bills. We have our own vehicles. We do our own thing. But that doesn't mean that the covert narcissist doesn't think that they still have some sort of pull, control, and ownership over your life. They, no matter what, trying to go no contact cold turkey like I did. I went out the holidays. I suffered through Thanksgiving. I suffered through Christmas. Then coronavirus hit and I was like, okay, I'm done. 2020 is a new year. I'm going to take this as a shield and I am getting out of Dodge. And I slowly, slowly, slowly stopped call, you know, returning my mom's phone calls. I stopped returning her text messages. And then I just wrote her and I, well, she showed up at my house to fight when she, when, when she couldn't come over to feed off of me, she started to find out when the covert narcissist figures out that you figured out what they are, they're a different beast. So she didn't have to worry about, um, the nice per- keeping up her appearance. She didn't normally, she would pick fights with me when my husband was at work. She saw it as an opportunity to go, Oh, there, there's no witnesses. I can go and pick a fight with her at her house and there's just her little kids around and nobody's going to know. It'll be her word against mine. And that's how it was. She would wait till my husband would leave for work if he worked second shift or if he was sleeping on third shift during the day, she would call me and she would just rev me up to try to fight with me. And she would do that by saying things that she knows is true. She would say it as if it wasn't true. So like she would say random things like the older you get, the smarter you get. And I would say she knew that I'm not an ageist. She was very much an ageist. It was, if you're older then you're just automatically smarter. And I said, that's not how that works. It's what you go through, through life, what you experience, what you learn. That is where you get your knowledge. You don't just get a new dose of knowledge injected into your brain with every trip around the sun that you do. That's not how life works. The more we um, are pushed and uh, we have to survive, like there's so many different facets of life. You know, she would argue with me about stuff like that, that she knew would just irritate me because she felt like the older since she was older, she was better and she was smarter and everybody else younger than her could eat dirt. Like she was that kind of an ageist type of a person. So, and she was also very much of a chauvinist. If you're a man, you're golden. If you're a female, you're dirt. If you're a man, you are, have way more value to her because that's where she can be, oh, and bat her eyelashes and try to suck and get supply off from, um, her, men, any men. It it doesn't matter. So through my period of time, just to get us started, I went no contact in 2020. I've successfully not reached out or anything with her. And she has shown up into my house twice to fight with me. Once um, around the spring in 2020, when coronavirus, right before they were really locking us down in Michigan and telling us not to, you know, go around anybody. Right then she just showed up to my house 
And then, um, no, that was in January because we were going to go see some Christmas lights. That's right. So there was still some festivist, you know, stuff for New Year's and stuff going on. That's right. And then she showed up again at my house. Oh, I'm getting my times mixed up. Anyways, she showed up twice. I'll go into those visits on another episode. Uh, my brain, since I don't have show notes, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, to go on the fly. But yep, I went no contact. She showed up twice both experiences she was yelling and raging at me and believe me both the times I did not open the door and let her in it was my husband he still felt she still had some control over him that's another episode all in it's all of how she how they the coverts will manipulate people with big hearts and they will suck them dry so um what I will tell you what I've quickly learned is that It's easy to go no contact if you learn to value your sanity and your rights, your individual rights as a person to live your life to the fullest and that you are worthy of happiness. You are worthy of living your own unique individual life. You do not have to be the person they programmed you to be. You do not have to live out the path they have set for you. You do not have to exist in their tiny little boxes of expectations. You do not have to feel guilty for putting you and your family and your life first. They have their life and they never put you first. This is your life you get the chance to live it. You were not born to put your head underwater so they can breathe. That is a lie we have been told our entire lives is that we are a burden to them. We suck. We can be nothing without them. We fail without them. They are our oxygen. Like these are all these things that we will be told And if we're not told with the mouth verbally, we have been treated that way. We have never been given um, a responsibility. We have never been given like any sort of validation um, when we did right things. So you, you do not have to feel guilty. I'm telling you right now, that was one of the first things I experienced when going no contact was the feeling of guilt. My husband and I didn't realize as, as grown adults in our late thirties and early forties now that we felt obligated. If we left as a little family of four to go to the grocery store, we felt like we had to bring my mom with us. If we didn't, she would give us a guilt trip. She would be like, well, why didn't you take me? Or if she found out we were going, she would invite herself. And then uh, on the flip side, I find out after talking to my sister, I found out that she would talk nothing but smack about us (laughs) saying that we keep taking her to the store. We won't just leave her alone. She didn't really want to go with us, but she would always invite herself to go with us. So that was like an eye opener to us was everything that ever happened in our life was a lie. The, her niceness was a lie. Her, her caring was a lie. Her smiles were a lie. Her wanting to be a part of our family was a lie because the minute she would leave our house, she would go and tell my sister the complete opposite, that we won't leave her alone. We keep calling her. We keep taking her places. And another thing I learned is that cleaning, 
is my coping mechanism and laughing is my coping mechanism. So whenever I would feel stressed and I'd be working through some emotions, I would just start wiping off my countertops and cleaning and sorting and organizing. And that was very therapeutic for me because through the years of coronavirus, I have not actually got to go to a therapist or to seek out anything But thank God there are so many knowledgeable, wise people on YouTube that are so helpful. So that is the only thing I can hope to get from sharing my experience with anyone out there in the world is that I can only tell you my experience. I can't speak for you, but I can only speak for myself. So um, I had to learn that I laugh as a way to not cry, apparently. I don't like crying. I don't like how it makes me feel. It makes my eyes hurt. It makes my head hurt. It makes me snot. It makes my makeup run. I just never feel good. I feel exhausted and wiped out when I cry. So I, I always joke that I cry like twice a year. Um, I, cause I found out that it's because I laugh all the time. So if you hear me laughing while I'm telling you some horrendous stories in the future, just know that that is how I cope. <laughs> so, and I, and honestly, I don't know how I would make it through if it wasn't for my relationship with God and, uh, my laughter and my healthy sense of sarcasm and also my sense of humor. That's the only way that I figure out that I could make it through this. So that's where we're at right now. I went no contact. I've had to, um, with, um, endure a couple pop-up visits at my house and, um, I went through a lot of text messages she would send me before I changed my phone number and they were really weird. I've learned that my mom has like three personalities trapped inside of her. It seems like with this covert narcissism, she will do the violent personality. Then she will flip to the victim personality where she cries and she, she, um, she, she, then tries to almost act like she's on your side. She'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was doing it. When she does that, when she realizes she's losing control over the, the argument and that her supply is slipping through her hands and she really wants it. So she'll start out just going for the jugular, full on cussing at you, yelling at you, screaming at you, being violent. When that doesn't work, she turns into the victimhood little girl, almost like a very childlike person comes out where she tries to act all innocent. And she'll do that if there's another person around. She'll play off their emotions and try to make you, she does an immediate triangulation where she tries to pit the other person that might be around and go, look at how they're treating me. Look, do you see? I'm a very withering woman in this situation. Look at what they're doing to me. And when she finds out that that doesn't work, she flips into, she's remorseful now. I'm so sorry. You're right. You're right. Like they, it's definitely, um, narcissists are definitely, uh, have these, uh, feeling that they are addicted to their supply and the thought of them coming to your house to feed off from you and you not giving them anything, you gray rocking them, you giving them no emotion, no reaction, no fight, no yell, no tears, no, no reaction whatsoever. Gray rocking, just straight up monotone voice. Yes, no time to go firmness, holding your ground, 
They hate that. And I've learned that my mom will whip out three personalities. She'll start with the violent one, and then she'll try to play you and make you look like the villain if there's someone else around. And then, oh, she also brings a gift with her every time she would show up to fight with us. She would bring, like, uh, she she tricked my husband in because it was around Christmas time was one of her bombing visits. She showed up with some Christmas presents. Like, let me in. And she gave him like puppy dog eyes and like, I just want to see my grandkids. And the minute he let her in, a switch went off and she went into fight mode. It was, it was, that's all he needed to see. Sometimes people need to see things to understand the depth of it. It's like you can tell them the same story forever. And unless they see it with their own eyes, they won't believe you. And trying to explain um, your narcissistic abuse to a person who's never been bamboozled or realized that they are currently being bamboozled. It's like they say, smelling the color nine, you know, <laughs> smelling the number nine. You can't like, it's, it's so hard for people to wrap their mind around, but if they witness it, it makes your life so much easier. So if you can show them a crazy text message that you've gotten, gotten or play them a voicemail or something like that. My text messages, um, when I went no contact went from, um, very heavily religious, heavily religious, um, condemning me saying, you are father. And this is how I read it in my head. So obviously my mother doesn't sound like this, but when I read the text message, this is what it sounds like in my head. So your heavenly father is so upset with you. This is Satan's doing this to us. It is Satan is doing this to us. I can't believe my own daughter doesn't love me. Won't have nothing to do with me. I never will ever talk to you again if you do not reply. It's all over the place. One minute I'm, you know, I'm being controlled by Satan, according to her. Then the next minute... I'm an evil daughter and I'm suck. And then the next minute she misses me and wants to be with me and she loves me. It's a mind trip. And it always, uh, the, nar- the narcissists, and especially the covert ones, because that's what I have the most experience with, um, they remind me of a crocodile. You know, a crocodile or an alligator to me, they're they want in the same, but I know they're not. When they get their prey, they grab them and they rip them underwater and then they'll do the death roll. They'll spin with them and they, you, the, their prey fights and fights and fights and then it gets tuckered out. And then just when you think that they're going to release you, they start spinning you again. That's what it feels like with a covert narcissist when they're trying to get you to react. They will push all of your buttons. They will accuse you and attack you on your character, on your appearance, on your behavior. They will project. They will put all their ooey gooey nastiness that they're feeling inside and they will just shoot it out onto you. And they want, and that's, that's what they're lunging their targets at. And all we have to do is stay firm and stay firm and know that this has nothing to do with us. This has nothing to do with us. These attacks are all attacks against themselves. They feel so awfully bad and horrible about themselves, but they can't exist with that feeling. They can't own it. They don't, they're not self-aware. They're not developed in that way. So it's easier for them to hate you, to loathe you, to want you gone 
than it is to feel those feelings about themselves. They don't know how to truly love. They don't know how to truly um, function as an adult. They have very in non not formed coping mechanisms. <laughs> There's zero there. So just that's what saved me too from dealing with this mother, this person that I thought was my best friend. We would go to lunch together, go shopping together. We would do everything together. She had me so tricked for so many years that she was my ride or die, you know? And then it never dawned on me that strategically every relationship, if I would say, Oh, I really love hanging out with so-and-so. They're so nice. I, they're such a good friend. And then all of a sudden my mom would be talking to them. And then all of a sudden she would reach out to them. And then all of a sudden she would invite them over to her house without me. And then all of a sudden they start acting weird about me. And I was just like, this is strange. And it never dawned on me that my very own mother, the one person that I thought I could trust in this entire world, you know, cause she birthed me was the one who wanted to destroy every facet of my life. But once I realized that it had nothing to do with me, it had nothing to do with me. I did nothing to deserve this. I do not deserve this. That is when I could, I could start to feel comfortable in my own skin, in my own life, in my own responsibilities as an adult and feel okay not being under the thumb of my mom anymore and stepping away and not feeling sympathy or guilt for going to the grocery store with my family without my mom or going to church without my mom or going to school functions, family functions, going on family trips, going on road trips, going to the park, going anywhere without feeling like we had to take her with us because she would invite herself or guilt us into doing it. So I just want to let you know, I'm going to wrap up I have been talking about this for a while. I'm going to let you know it's not about you. It never was about you. It's it's about them. When they throw their buckets of dookie on you, you have been sprayed with nonstick cooking spray, honey. It just rolls right off. Okay, and to do not let it stick to you. They can throw all the mud they want. It's not your mud. They can throw all the words they want. It's not your words. They can destroy any relationship. If those people really truly were there for you, then you should be able to explain to them what is going on. And if they want to choose your abuser over you, walk away. Walk away. You got to cut the ties. That I will talk about that in the future. I have had to leave my whole life got turned upside down in 2020 and I had to sever friendships. I had to sever church, church relationships. I had to sever, um, Facebook, longtime Facebook friends. My mom went through such hurdles to make sure she went behind anybody that was linked to me that she possibly could. And then when I found out, I know I couldn't trust any of these people anymore. She, there that's the thing about humans. They tend to believe the first story that they hear, the second story they give the side eye to. I didn't even want to waste my breath. I don't even want to try to convince someone that I'm not the person that she is trying to paint me as. She is painting me the person that she really is. So you are free to live your life. 
you do not have to be feel guilty. You do not have to feel less than. You do not have to get permission to live your life. You do not have to put your head underwater so others can breathe. Get that head above water, fill up those lungs with beautiful oxygen and live your life and and remind yourself that it is your life, that you have this right, that you where you are at right now You are in driving your car of happiness. And if you can't get out from under your person right now that has their thumb on you and has you a prisoner monetarily, mentally, physically, verbally, you're being abused. You just, any little baby step away from them is still a step in the right direction. You don't have to move the mountain in a day. You can take one step every day to start to get yourself back, to find yourself. All right. So, um, God bless. I, I hope that my, um, my hiatus, uh, and my return finds you well. And if you have any um, feedback or experiences you want to share, go right on ahead and do that. I'm going to try to remember how you can contact the show since I'm sitting in my van in a parking lot. Um, I believe I'm on Twitter at, uh, uh, was it? I was hornswoggled or hornswoggled pod, <laughs> but you can definitely email the show at I was hornswoggled at gmail.com and you can leave a voice message at um, off the anchor app. Uh, it's I, I can't remember. Anyways, I will have to, I'll put it in the show notes. Wherever you're listening to the show, I will put it in the show notes. And um, on my more professionally produced episodes, obviously I will have all this information for you, but I don't right now because <laughs> I'm winging it. I'm a mom in a van and I'm winging it. So you guys have fun. I hope you have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.